Howdy and welcome to the 10 Week Bible Study. This is week 8, day 1 of our study of Joshua. I'm your host, Darren Hibbs, and today we're talking about Joshua 18, 1-10. Well, welcome back to the 10-Week Bible Study. Again, I'm your host, Darren Hibbs. Would you join me as we pray before we start today? Lord, would you open our eyes and our ears to hear what your word has to say to us, God? Flood our hearts and our minds with the knowledge of you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Before we get started, I want to encourage you to remember to read Joshua 10 times in our 10 weeks. So that means we're on week eight. You have three weeks left. Three weeks left to read it once a week while we go through this. It really will transform how you see God and his word. With that, let's go ahead and jump into God's word. Be reading today from the NIV. This is Joshua 18, starting in verse 1. The whole assembly of the Israelites gathered at Shiloh and set up the tent of meeting there. The country was brought under their control, but there were still seven Israelite tribes who had not yet received their inheritance. So Joshua said to the Israelites, How long will you wait before you begin to take possession of the land that the Lord, the God of your ancestors, has given you? Appoint three men from each tribe. I will send them out to make a survey of the land and write a description of it according to the inheritance of each. Then they will return to me. All right, pause right there. I find this really interesting. Joshua kind of, he's done. He's done fighting. He's an old guy now. And, and he knows that he's done fighting. I mean, it's like, he's like, I unapologetically am done. Uh, what are you guys going to do? There's still land to take. And so what's your plan, right? This is, when I read this, you know, when you read this over and over and over again, right? As we do here at the 10 week Bible study, I've read this, I don't know how many times during the course of my life. And then during all of the times that I've, I've read it, for this, I, I keep getting hit with like this conflict of how do I read this, right? Is it is it Joshua, like, I'm retired, it's your problem now, right? Just kind of like kicking back saying, I'm done, good luck to you, <laughs> you know, best of luck, have fun storming the castle. That scene from, uh, you know, Billy Crystal's scene from The Princess Bride, <clears throat> I love that scene, right? He's like, have fun storming the castle. You think it'll work? It'll take a miracle. Um, good scene. Anyway, so is he doing that? Is he, is he, you know, sitting back saying, good luck storming the castle. Glad it's not me. Or is this succession planning? Actually, this is intentional. I've got to step back so that they can start to take over since, you know, it doesn't appear that Joshua has got someone waiting in the wings like Moses did, right? Moses has got Joshua as his right-hand guy. And we don't, I mean, Joshua, I'm assuming Joshua probably did, but we're not told about it here in this book. Um, I would assume that Joshua had an assistant, armor bearer, whatever, you know, but uh, it, so I, I don't know. Is this Joshua being like, I'm done. I've fought for a long time and I'm tired. It's on you now. I'm going to settle down. Or is this, you know, so is this him kind of like copping out? I'm tired of this. Maybe even the Lord is saying, hey, you're done. Sit down. Or is this intentional succession planning, meaning he's got to step back so that he can push the rest of Israel into what they need to be doing because he's going to die soon. So it's, um, you know, again, I go back and forth each time I read this. Which way does that roll? In the end, I don't know that it matters that much because because in the end, even if he's, um, 
kind of copping out, he is at least doing some kind of goading of them to continue on after he knows he's going to be gone. So there is at least some aspect, there's almost no denying, in my opinion, some aspect of him kind of pushing them to continue after he's gone. Uh, And that's what we get here. All right, continuing on, verse 5. You were to divide the land into seven parts. Judah is to remain in its territory on the south and the tribes of Joseph in their territory on the north. After you've written descriptions of the seven parts of the land, bring them here to me and I will cast lots for you in the presence of the Lord our God. The Levites, however, do not get a portion among you because the priestly service of the Lord is their inheritance. And Gad, Reuben, and the half-tribe of Manasseh have already received their inheritance on the east side of the Jordan. Moses, the servant of the Lord, has given it to them. As the men, well, let's pause right there. So he's he's saying, hey, y'all got to take the land. I'll I'll help you adjudicate this, right? I will I will uh, you know help you here, and you're gonna go out. You're gonna spy the land. That when you come back, you need to have like some definition of all these parcels of land that still need to be taken. And then instead of me just kind of randomly picking and choosing, or me, you know, it wouldn't be random if Josh was doing it. Saying we're gonna cast lots. And we'll let the Lord decide. And we know that, that the understanding, their understanding was when they cast lots, the Lord is actually going to speak and move through those lots being cast. One thing that I didn't mention, we'll jump over to the map here. And again, if you aren't watching this, this is 10weekbible.com slash Joshua. I wanted to point out where Shiloh is. Shiloh is going to factor as being important. It is essentially in the tribe of Ephraim at least according to my map, uh, almost every map I believe is going to show it in the tribe of Ephraim, but there might be a map out there that you find that doesn't, but, uh, almost certainly everyone's going to show it in Ephraim's land. Shiloh, the reason I'm pointing this out, I've pointed out before, but Shiloh is going to become kind of the center, the, um, back here to the map, unofficial capital of Israel for the foreseeable future, really, really until Jerusalem. Um, there's going to be different centers of governance and religion throughout the next 400 years, but Shiloh is going to be, uh, in my opinion, the most important of all of those places. Uh, so the fact that Joshua has at least moved the camp now, people are kind of settling and now they're meeting at Shiloh. He's kind of, I think putting a flag in the ground saying this is going to kind of be our place to meet and there's no central government, you know, there, there's no Israel right now really is all these tribal clans. They're one people, but there's no president, right? Joshua is the guy. Joshua is the president, the king, except he's none of those things. He's just the guy that the Lord has put in place over all of Israel. Uh, once he dies, it's going to be, how does this work? How do we govern ourselves? How does all of this work? And there's some definition to that, but, you know, they have the 70 elders and all that kind of stuff, but it's still, we're going to see that it's, it's very dynamic and very poorly defined. And so during the time of the judges, the Lord is actually going to raise up more people like Moses and Joshua, and the Lord is going to be the one raising them up, but they don't really have a well-defined system of government. And so this, this meeting place at Shiloh, I think is, is kind of important, at least for the time being. All right, continuing on verse eight, as the men started on their way, on their way to map out the land, Joshua instructed them, go and make a survey of the land and write a description of it. Then return to me and we will cast lots here at Shiloh in the presence of the Lord. Verse nine. So the men left and went through the land. 
They wrote its description on a scroll town by town in seven parts and returned to Joshua in the camp at Shiloh. Joshua then cast lots for them in Shiloh in the presence of the Lord, and there he distributed the land to the Israelites according to their tribal divisions. And that's the end of it for today. We'll get into how that begins tomorrow. The rest of this week, we'll kind of be going through the rest of the tribes and their divisions. But anyway, I think that this this Shiloh being the new camp, as opposed to Gilgal, they moved on to Shiloh. And so this is, I think for a lot of reasons, important. I mean, just when you look at it geographically here on the map, it's central to everything. And uh, I mean, forever and a day, uh, good leaders have known. It doesn't matter if you have plane travel or anything else being centrally located. Um, just aids in being able to govern something. And so establishing kind of a, a capital right here in the central part of the, the, the nation, I think is important. So we're north to south, east to west, pretty central. I'm mean, sure you could have found a, a city that was more central. Maybe even Shechem would have been a better place for that. But for whatever reason, Joshua chose Shiloh. Maybe the Lord chose Shiloh. Jerusalem is a little bit less centrally located, but not that much. So even when David chooses Jerusalem, when the Lord chooses Jerusalem, it's it's really actually geographically a pretty good place to be given the population density of where everyone's at. All right, for the 10-week Bible study, I'm your host, Darren Hibbs, and I can't wait to see you next time. Hey, thanks for tuning into the 10-Week Bible Study Podcast. If you've enjoyed this podcast, would you consider leaving a review for it on your podcast app of choice? It really helps other people find out about this podcast, and my heart is for people to fall in love with God's Word. Thank you.